0: Hello, everybody. This is the Adafruit CircuitPython Weekly for August 13th, 2018. I'm Scott, and I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython full-time. CircuitPython is an easy-to-use port of the Python language to microcontrollers, which are little, tiny, inexpensive computers. Um, And our goal is to make it easy for people to learn uh, how to program with these small electronics. we hold this meeting every week. It's uh, a chance for uh, us as a community to get together and talk about what we're working on and what's going on. Um, it happens at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, on Mondays, typically, unless it's a U.S. holiday, and then we may change the date and time of it. Um, it run- is run on our Discord server, which is uh, open to anyone. If you want to join, you can go to adafru.it/discord and that will uh, pop you into our Discord channel. You'll find uh, people in there in the text channel uh, all week and then in the voice channel during the week uh, itself. Um, so if you want to join the voice meeting, uh, you got to do the particular time. Um, and uh, this meeting is in four parts. We start off with a state of Python, which is a super brief overview of kind of the health of the project based on a statistics lens um after that we'll do hug reports which is uh, a chance for everybody to say thank you to other folks for the work that they've been doing in the community uh we run that as a round ro- robin uh where i will start and uh to give an example and then i'll cover people who weren't un- unable to make it and then we'll go down the list of the people in the uh in the voice chat room um after we do that we'll do another round robin for status updates which is what you've been working on in the last week and what you plan on doing in the, in the coming week. It's useful to keep everybody on the same page and also give tips and tricks across people. So like, Oh, I'm trying to do this and somebody else may have a a tip or a trick on how to get that done more efficiently. Um, and then lastly, we have a section we've called in the weeds, which or discussion, which is a chance to just have longer form discussions about any topics that came up when we were trying to do those shorter, shorter form stuff earlier on. Um, so that's the structure. These uh, there are notes. So if you're if you're here live, there's a Google Doc that you can join to to help edit the notes. Although Catney's um, been graciously helping me with those, um, I'll take time codes so that if you want uh, or if you're listening to this later, uh, check out the notes. You'll you can skip around if you'd like uh, and get an idea of what we covered. Um, those go on our the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com/Adafruit. And with that, uh, let's jump into the state of CircuitPython. Um, So sorry if I pause. uh, I'm either taking uh, time codes or somebody's pinging me on chat, which was just happening. Um, But yeah, so state of CircuitPython. I'll take a time code. Um, So uh, this is a kind of statistics view overview of uh, the health of the project. And this includes... These statistics not only include the core Adafruit CircuitPython repo, but they also include uh, libraries and the newsletter. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, and it's just a script that pulls these. I, I ran this last night, so they may be a, a, a slightly out of date. Um, so 77 pull requests merged in the last week, which is again an incredible number, but um, the reason for that is that Brennan and Katni have been doing epic work to get uh, all of our uh, libraries into PyPI, which is the standard Python packaging system. So, uh, CircuitPython libraries are more, becoming more and more available to people using regular C Python on Raspberry Pis. So that accounts for a lot of uh, a lot of those pull requests. Uh, but we had nine authors, which is also significant. Um, and I just want to call our uh, vice and our lake out uh, as a special thank you for being. Names I have not seen on, those, on this list before. So uh, thank you. Thank you to those new folks. And then we had six reviewers as well, which is more than we have typically. Um, so reviewers are uh, just as important, if not more important than authors. Um, that's how we uh, scale up in terms of getting code pulled in. So really, uh, thank you to those folks. Um, in the end, we have 12 open pull requests. Four of those are on the, the core repo, and the other eight are not. Uh, if you're interested in exactly what those eight are or what those 12 are, uh, check the notes. They're in the notes. Um, Issues-wise, we've had seven closed issues by four people and 18 open by 11 people. Again, the number of people gives us an idea of how many people are being involved, but also um, we're clearly having more open issues than we're closing, so uh, we should always just keep an eye on that. That's not It's not the end of the world, but Um, we don't want to get to the point where we have a thousand open issues that would be bad news Uh, but we only have 141 right now um and again they're in the notes if people want to take a look and help get get those closed um the only real release we have right now is 3.0.1 or (laughs) (laughs) 0.0 um and that reminds me i need to talk about 301 later um so, 3.0.0 has been out a few weeks now. Um, it's the first stable release we've done in a while, and it currently has 3,336 total downloads, which is up about 500 from last week. I took a look at that. Um, so, that's good news. Uh, and again, that is pretty typical where Circuit Playground Express is uh, a big, big chunk of that at uh, 894. Um, so that's interesting to see uh, how people are downloading it. Um, if you want, again, if you want the full notes, they're in the they are in the notes for that. Um, and then I won't cover the driver stuff. Um, if I had to give a three sentence summary about where we're at, um, <laughs> I guess uh, three hundred one is going to come shortly. There is a few bugs that we fixed. Um, so uh, if anybody wants to help. Uh, test the 3x branch please do if you need a link to what the latest build on that is let me know I just wanted to get some people um, poking at it before I actually call it 301 Um, the fixes in there are the import slowdown fix is fixed Um, there's a fix for NeoPixel timing that we think is good on the M4s and then there's um, a fix for the UART stuff that uh, Jeff Epler did um, so if you had trouble with your it's not working quite right there's, there's a fix for that in the 3x branch as well um, so please do that and then uh, 4.0 is getting close to alpha state I think uh, but we still have a long way to go before we're, we have the full CircuitPython API again so um, that will come in a couple weeks probably um, okay that is the, the state of CircuitPython Uh, We'll move on to Hug Reports now um, after I take a time code. Um, Hug Reports uh, are a chance for everybody to just uh, give a shout out and a thank you to folks um, for their involvement in the CircuitPython community in in whatever way, shape, or form that we think is super valuable. Um, It's important for a couple reasons. One, you should always take time to thank people for the work that they've done. And two, uh, it's good to demonstrate to other people what you value so that they know what they can do to be valuable as well. Um, So uh, we'll do this as a round robin. So I will start, and I'll read off mine, and I'll read off Jerry's. And then we will um, circle around to Brennan. So just a heads up. Okay, time code again. And uh, I have uh, five-ish this week. First, I wanted to say say thank you to Aaron Averill. Uh, Hasn't been in these meetings, but has been super helpful on the forums, uh, responding to people. So thank you, Aaron, for that. Um, I wanted to thank Notro for his uh, hosted CircuitPython code browser. Um, I meant to put a link in my notes, but I did not. Um, So if you are interested in browsing the source code in a better way than is looking through bare files, like being able to click references and jump around between references, Notro has a server for you. And I will I can dig that up after the meeting. Uh, or if somebody ha- saw that go by, they can dig it up during the meeting. Um, third, I want to say a uh, huge, huge, huge thank you again to Catney and Brennan for all of the incredible Pi work that they've been doing uh, to get the CircuitPython uh, libraries as the default libraries on the Raspberry Pi. Um, we're, they're working really hard to both test and vet all of those drivers and then also deprecate the old Python drivers uh, so that we can focus our, our Python support in one area, uh, which will be really cool. Um, I wanted to say thank you to Rvice for the first time commit to the TSL 2591 uh, driver, which was a fix around detecting when the sensor overflows uh, with a different integration time. So that was really cool. And then uh, lastly, I wanted to say a thank you to Carlos. Uh, I don't, I forget what their username is, but they uh, heard this meeting after the fact, which was epic, and contacted me about helping with the Spanish translation. So uh, I talked, is <laughs> I, uh, I talked a little about, bit about getting internationalization support in on the show and tell last week, and uh, Carlos has taken it upon themselves to. Uh, translate all the strings, including all of these random error messages, which is really really cool. Um, so if anybody else speaks any other languages and wants to help translate, um, please 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 let us know. Uh, with Foro I want to have it so that um, we'll default to shipping boards with ENUS, but I think that having non-English error messages and control messages is really helpful and much friendlier to to non-native English speakers. So. If you're interested in that, please, please, please let me know. Um, and then for Jerry, Jerry uh, was unable to make the meeting today and said group hugs. So uh, that is Jerry's hug report. Um, Brennan, how about yourself?
1: Um, thanks to Katni again, both for um, all of the work that sort of wrapped up last week on getting stuff on the PyPI, and then this week's um, guides and documentation that's sort of a natural follow on for that. There's a bunch of changes
0: that need to be made
1: and it's a ton of work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's me. Cool. Thank you both. Um, Super helpful. And you've been just breezing through it, which is cool. Um, Brent. I was unable to hear you. All right, Brent. We'll circle back to you. Um, Carter.
2: Can you hear me at least? I can. Okay. (laughs) Just make sure mics are working. Mm -hmm. Um, Standard group hug, of course, for everyone. Uh, And one to uh, Deshapu Radomir for the cool idea on the, the TCA I2C multiplexer driver. Hmm idea um i put up an issue because one wasn't there and he's got an idea that will make it actually i think actually worth writing a driver for because it's a pretty simple device but it'd be Mm kind of cool to abstract it in a way that'll make it fun to use cool that was a cool idea i like it
0: awesome all right dakota uh
1: i just wanted to, to throw out the idea that sometimes people think well i'm i'm not working on the circuit Python project. Well, if if you're using it and you're sharing what you're using it for, you're inspiring other people to use it. You're working on the project. You're helping move it forward, even if you're not writing code. Mm -hmm. So I want to send out a group hug to those people because they're the ones that keep me motivated to learn more so that I can work on it. So that's that's where my community hug is
3: going. Oh
0: well, thank you so much for sharing sharing what they're working on. Yeah, that's totally true. Uh, Thank you for. For reiterating that. All right, Deshipu.
3: Okay, so thank you to Scott for for getting me on the right path with the timers uh, on the last meeting. That really helped and I have uh, it all working. So, cool.
0: Awesome, you're welcome. All right, Katni.
4: So thanks to Brennan for getting all the hardware tested on Raspberry Pi and helping out with all the Pi PI stuff. Um, There's always bugs. There's always things we run into, weird issues. Um, And it's been super helpful to have uh, someone else working on it um, and not just be trying to slog through it alone. Um, I want to say thanks to Lady Ada. She got a bunch of hardware tested this weekend so that I could um, keep going on guides. I want to say thanks to Summersoft who's working on getting more patching capabilities into AdaBot. That's super helpful. Um, we ran into issues when doing the PyPI stuff, and these uh, patches will help. And um, to Scott for playing backup support through all the PyPI stuff. Um, sometimes when we were running into issues on individual libraries um, with Sphinx and so on, um, it's uh, been thank you for you know filling in when it's questions that. Um, mm-hmm. You're able to answer so that's my thing
0: cool thank you kenny um uh,
4: mike yeah uh
5: the team of katney and brennan have been like i don't know it's just, it's just a blur of code <laughs> and and i don't know again it in in a good way my uh my email just shows all this work coming through on GitHub so it's really cool but also noticed too that Lady Ada put in some uh, some sweat and tears uh, working on some issues too this weekend so I, I it's really looking good as far as things shaping up uh, um, the new hat coming out well, it's, it's all going to be really good stuff uh, stuff that the Raspberry Pi just quite hasn't had. Uh, So um, it all requires a lot of work on uh, people's part, like Katni and Brennan, to uh, get pieces that work with other pieces working so people aren't frustrated that, oh, I've got this great new thing, and oh, I want to add this block to it, which just happens to be a temperature-humidity uh, sensor and oh that's the one that doesn't work you know mm-hmm. sorry you know uh, um pe- there's it's this uh, atmosphere of of it all just works you know kind of the apple thing you know right it uh, the stuff that you all on the circuit python team it that's where the user experience comes from and and yeah I, that kind of ties into yeah i did see some new people working on um noting issues too and that's wonderful um you know that the adafruit team isn't in, in a vacuum everybody's like testing this out or you know saying that my emphasis is kind of here and that's like yeah we want to do that too let's work together or whatever it is mm-hmm. um that just gets us further along the track for for us and for them and it's mm-hmm. all good so cool. i want to kind of group hug those guys so uh uh, thanks again everybody for for the hard work and you're gonna see a lot of the benefits be coming up very soon now
0: awesome thank you mike you captured it really well
5: i try i'm i'm a very poor speaker it just kind of comes out in one big.
0: well it's all good stuff you're saying thank you uh, Alright, SDW is uh, lurking today, so we'll go to Summersoft, and then we'll go to Brent. Summersoft is usually typing only, so I'll read it off. Uh, just a group hug this week, says Summersoft. Alright, nothing wrong with just a group hug. Alright, uh, Brent.
6: Alright, take two, can you hear me? Yes. Yay, okay. Um, group hug to um, everybody, and especially a larger hug to Catney uh, and Brennan for their work on while getting everything on PyPy. I'm actually doing a guide right now that involves uh, Arduino and CircuitPython and being able to do both is really awesome and will not be possible. I just went to look for some libraries and it's already on PyPy and they work which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So good work.
0: Awesome. Thanks Brent. Okay, that's Hug Reports. Uh, thank you everybody for uh, going over that over that, uh, let's move on to status updates. Uh, status updates are a chance for us to uh, talk about what we've been working on. As Dakota awesomely pointed out, that includes if you're working on a project with CircuitPython or you just read the intro guide, like we want to hear about what your experience has been. Um, or um, if you're a low level C developer on CircuitPython like myself, uh, we'll talk about that as well um we want everybody to be aware of all the different facets of what's going on in circuit python so it's all super valuable um okay i'll i'll start and i'm doing it off the cuff sometimes i have notes but today i was a slacker or last night i was a slacker um so all of the international stuff uh internationalization stuff is in, checked in um that was one of the major things i was doing um before I left and then I got uh the I revived my um my test uh gaming code um it I had been working on it in like June I think so it's two two months old so I rebased it on 4.0 and got it working uh one interesting to note thing to note was that um at the time I was working on that, I noted that loading the all of the Python code took 17 seconds, which was just like insane. Uh, but since somebody else found that import bug and we fixed it, it only took 1.2 seconds. So that's really cool. It happened; it loads a lot faster, which is great. Um, so I'm a lot less worried about that. Uh, the other thing is I, I mentioned that I was working on uh, porting the PQ8 version of Celeste over. And I wanted to report that I actually heard from the Celeste people now, and I can actually open source it. They were okay with that. So um, if you do github.com slash newt slash celeste.py, you can take a look at that early early code, uh, the porting code, if you're, if you're curious. Um, so uh, somewhat in that vein, uh, my plan going forward into this week is to work on... Um, Graphics, so really building on the the awesome work that Deshipu did with the stage stuff. Um, I'm going to be adding uh, some more shape rendering and things like that to it. So um, that's for an upcoming product that I think you folks will hear about a little bit later this week. Um, so I just got my my demo one, and uh, so I'll be heads down on graphics uh, this week, um, building out the building out the stage stuff some more um and the newsletter today of, of course okay um that's me and then i'll go i have jerry's status update that i'll read off here um so jerry said uh should be back this weekend and we'll pick up some testing especially some of the blinka modules i did a quick test of the rfm 9x and had to make a minor change to the simple test up high to convert a string to a byte string for the send test. Uh, that is new with the latest Blink update, but I have not had time to dig into it. Should be able to follow up on that this weekend. Um, so that's what Jerry said and he's on vacation, I think, but still, um, getting back to us. Um, uh, speaking of that, I should just mention Dan's not here because he's also uh, on vacation. So don't, don't be worried about that. He'll be back next week. Um, Okay, and then uh, let's uh, do the round robin, starting with Brennan.
1: Okay, so um, on Friday, I got a box from Adafruit with like 50 or 60 odd pieces of hardware in it. Um, We have kind of a list of priorities from Lady Ada, and I'm going through... Katni's coming up with a fritzing diagram, and then I'm verifying that on the Raspberry Pi, um, running the code and everything, uh, filing bugs if there are bugs, otherwise sort of signing off um, on the changes that will be made on guides, and and Katni will probably talk more about that.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Brennan. Uh, Brent?
6: Yeah, I've been, as of last Friday, finished up. Um, all the uh, CircuitPython forks for um, Adafruit.io A6 guides. So if you have a uh, Raspberry Pi, now all of the Adafruit.io guides work with um, CircuitPython natively, which is really great. And this week, um, I'm building an environmental logger um, that uses the uh, BME 280, the SGP 30, and the VEML uh, 6070. And it does like temperature, humidity, pressure, gas, ultraviolet, all over um ITC and it reports all of it to IO, and i'm gonna do an arduino version and a circuit python version of that awesome oh and throw it in a weatherproof housing because it's been rainy
0: here <laughs> we got one day of rain and that's it here <laughs> i was thinking though that i i wanted to make a temperature sensor i was gonna do that but i've got distracted
6: Yeah, this is like
0: everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything sensor. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Uh, Post pictures when you got it or post links to that maybe next week when you have it done. Um, Okay, thanks, Brent. Uh, Carter.
2: Nothing uh, super new other than trying uh, ordering up some of that uh, TCA hardware that I was talking about. And that got here on Friday. I didn't really have time to play with it until the weekend hit. But now I'll probably start playing with that and seeing if I can make a first pass at a CircuitPython driver for it. Cool. And then also, uh forgot to thank you for jumping in on the discussion on that issue also for helping refine how that driver should come about.
0: Yeah, no worries. And and for folks that don't know, that, that is an I2C multiplexer, right?
2: Correct. That does one simple thing. That's kind of why... There hasn't been a driver yet because there's really not much to do. But that's mm-hmm. why Deshapu's idea was really cool because it'll make it kind of worth actually writing a driver for. Otherwise, you'd just be sending out two I2C commands and going,
0: calling it good. Right, right. So you only have to construct the object and not worry about it after that.
2: Right, in terms of the driver. But my original idea was to be, it would just be a driver where you would just create the object and basically call something like switch channel on the object Mm -hmm. as opposed to this abstraction of burying that to making it kind of a behind the scene thing. So stuff just works magically, which will be kind of neat.
0: Yeah, that is very cool. I'm excited about that. I think I, I'm still learning to appreciate how powerful the like, uh, just pass something in that acts this way sort of, uh, composition works. Um, it's kind of a design pattern in, in object-oriented programming. Dependency injection, that's right. That's the right term. Um, it's the idea that like you can make an object that acts like a digital in-out and then pass it to something that wants a digital in-out, and it just works, uh, even if it might be going through like an I-squared-C multiplexer or whatever, uh, which is super cool. And the I-squared-C multiplexer stuff is exactly that as well. Um, okay, Dakota. Uh, pretty much
1: still learning and lost in the weeds, so not much to report.
0: Are you enjoying your time in the weeds?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, always. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem at all, as long as you're having fun. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Deshipu? Uh,
3: so I got the uh, code for driving, uh LED matrices uh, directly with GPIO paints from the... From the uh, MCO mm. to work. Uh, thanks, thanks to your uh, suggestion. I still have some questions to, to, I still need to clean it up basically and have some questions about how to organize it uh, cleanly. But uh, <clears throat> so I, I have it uh, working for a regular uh, LED matrix mm-hmm. and right now I'm, I'm uh, finishing uh, it with a uh, Charlie Plexus, uh, LED matrix. Here, here, a photo mm,
0: mm.
3: of that, and uh, yeah. So, uh, if if that works, then I can make a, a, basically an educational device that lets you, you know, write simple games like like Snake or something. Mm-hmm. That would cost like a couple of dollars cool. uh, a piece. So that you can make workshops with that for, for without having to look for. Mm-hmm.
0: Sponsors and so on. right? Right. So that, that's the goal. Awesome, getting low cut. Uh, Yeah. Ahead.
3: So I, I, I suppose I will create some issues on, in the backtracker, uh, like asking for for. Uh, so, uh, I have some ideas about how to make this whole process okay doing something in the background. Yeah. Easier for. YouTube,
0: so okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, we're doing it more and more, so having better ways to do it is really good. Cool. Thank you to Shibu. Uh Katni.
4: Hi. Okay, so I'm pretty much living on P Pi Pi Island. <laughs> um, all the libraries except for one um, are in PyPI Pi now. Uh, Featherwing is not. Mm -hmm. It's not actually an issue with it working with PyPI. It's an issue with the library structure. Um, If you implement the PyPI updates, the library structure causes problems with Sphinx Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because you have to auto-mock the module itself. And then it refuses to um, populate API to RST with the Mm submodules. And then Sphinx says there's nothing in this file I can't um, render, so or can't build. Um, mm-hmm. So I went in circles with that like for hours um, over the course of a few days and like reverted everything. So that one waits.
6: Okay.
4: Um, we're we're testing all the hardware. Uh, Brennan's on that. Um, Lamore did some of it this weekend, um, and then we're updating all of the CircuitPython guides to include Python usage. Um, in some cases, actually adding. Um, the whole page because there's not even circuit Python um, info in the guides for some of these um, sensors. So we're working towards, um, we're working towards, uh, towards having all the guides for the base sensor. So not circuit Python specific guides. We want you to go to the guide for the sensor that has all the pinouts and all the information for it. And then it has circuit Python info right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um So, so far we have 18 out of 87 updated. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been doing the easy ones first. So uh, we've got a much longer haul um, Mm -hmm. coming up. So I've added all the updated guides to the newsletter, or that is the plan to continue to do. Um, I finished more over the weekend. So I want to take a few minutes um, sometime today uh, before that goes out and put those in there so that we can just be up to date. Mm -hmm. um we're blogging every updated guide as well in batches of five there's one post so far that went out friday um the plan is to do one post every couple days um and uh so like i'm I'm separating them out so that we kind of know what's been blogged and what hasn't that goes on the master spreadsheet
0: right Um,
4: (laughs) i i filed an issue for libraries that have doc issues Mm -hmm. um it's linked uh, there and also in the notes. Right. Um, I ran into a couple that haven't built in six months because they're not um, set up in GitHub properly. Right. Um, and I found a couple that just had weird issues that may be fine, but um, were not like the others. Okay. So I just started an issue for it. Um, mm-hmm. They all passed the last time they built, so it's gone under the radar because... We didn't check all the passing builds right um, and then um there's on the spreadsheet, I have a list of all the libraries that required pilot disabled to be added to them mm-hmm. um, for them to build, and a lot of them it needs to be factored like refactored out. It's just we don't I didn't have time to test them, so I didn't want to change right functional code until it had a chance to be tested. So I will file mm-hmm. an issue. Um, there's not, it's not been filed yet, but I will file an issue eventually that has all those in there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot of things like, um, one of them we figured out that updating pilot RC, which we need to do anyway, um, fixes it but another one's like no else return like there's an you don't want to have an else after an if and with a return statement right it's it's simple stuff that needs to be fixed but it should be tested um and not just fixed so i made a note of most of the ones that i did that to i didn't start making those notes until i was probably 20 into it though so alphabetically the first 20 uh may have things that we should refactor okay um but i need to file an issue for that and i think that's it
0: Sounds like a lot.
4: It is a ton. Oh, right. And I'm going to be working on getting the um, Python. We're we're all going to be working on getting the Python libraries um, archived, the the GitHub versions Mm -hmm. of them. However, there were six that were already archived, but the updated readme's were not pushed to PyPI. So um, that's something else I'll be doing is going back and getting all of those. Um, those the ones that we already archived. Figuring out how to get the updated README pushed to PyPI so that mm-hmm. people know that it's um, that it's been, you know, deprecated. Right. So that's the last thing.
0: Yeah, last but important step. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again, both to you and Brendan for all that work. It's it's really helpful because a lot of those libraries in in reality are not being maintained so like actually marking them archived is better
4: i the first one i found had a pr open from 2014 the fact that we're not maintaining these is not going to come as a surprise to anyone however we we need to make it obvious and Mm -hmm. the thing is it'll stop people from opening prs and issues so that will be super handy
0: yeah yeah really good step um should actually reduce our our burden a lot which will be uh maintenance burden a lot which will be good Cool, keep it up. Yep, uh, Mike.
5: Uh, late hug report to Brent. Uh, he's uh, wrapping up his uh, his work and and yeah, I've I've um, got to look over his Adafruit IO stuff and it's really good. So um, we can start using uh, Circuit Python a lot more with Adafruit IO, which is is exciting. I have been working on three things that will be coming out. Um, How to use Circuit Playground Express uh, external serial communications, so serial communications that are off, not using the built-in USB Mm -hmm. connection. So, um, I've got a guide for that hopefully this week. Um, I've also got another guide for how to log data. We, um, how to use CircuitPython and make code when it's fixed, um, log, uh, sensor data directly into a spreadsheet. So Hmm. you just, you have to be a little careful because you're using HID to mimic a keyboard. Mm -hmm. So you make sure your cursor is on the the exact uh, square in the spreadsheet you want the data to start logging in and then turn it loose and it will just hmm. pop right into the spreadsheet without having to do. You know, there are, there are ways. I, my upcoming book will have a way in which you write to the SD card in right. CSV format and right. then you can import that to any spreadsheet you want. But uh, um there are some things, especially uh, even with, uh, I think we listed uh, Android phones, where you can just open up a Google Sheets mm. and then have it log directly to the Google Sheet, hmm. and that's really good for people who do like remote servicing and stuff, um, where you know you don't want to l- lug in a backpack full of equipment, um, you just want to. Kind of jack in and get some info and, mm-hmm. and take off again. So um, I, that probably won't be released until Microsoft fixes some, uh, does some pull requests for some bugs. The uh, the key mappings for make code for like the cursor keys and stuff was right. incorrect, yeah. so it would do weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I have a guide that's kind of on the back burner but it's basically done it's called make it switch how to use external switches uh some people have been trying to use um external switches and they're not sure about pull-ups and and, pull-downs and that kind of stuff and hopefully in the next week or two um we'll have enough time to review through that and get that on board so um newer people don't have to kind of guess, you know, how do I hook it up? What call do I do? And pull up, pull down, what's that mean? And I don't right. know. So, right. um, other than that, uh, the newsletter will be out uh, tomorrow. So, uh, mm-hmm. we'll have some good stuff in there.
0: Yes, we will. And
5: that's it for me.
0: Cool. Uh, thanks, Mike. Uh,
5: yeah. right. I'm, I'm going to have to bug out probably at this point. So, okay. uh, I'll see you guys next week.
0: Thanks for making it. Later, Mike. All right, uh, SDW is lurking, so we'll do Summersoft. All right, Summersoft says, uh, for Adabot patching, finished adding the ability to pass command line arguments to the Git calls. Then discovered that only certain git-apply flags can be used with git-am, so I added the option to force the use of git-apply plus git-commit-a-m pass message from file to allow all flags. The main difference between git-am and git-apply is that am does a commit automatically and apply doesn't, but it turns out that using zero lines of context for a Travis.yaml patch results in duplicated lines for the ones that are already updated, see below. Uh, we'll work uh, one more approach for the f- patch file one a line of context, but may just have to clean up after. Um, I'm also going to work on the pilot RC patch that Catney uh, brought up, and while typing this, I figure I can add some test runability uh, <laughs> hashtag feature creep. Um, no worries. Um, yeah, I think uh, this is a great example of something that's like super worth it, but you know, there's some bugs. That- around it and don't let those deter you like uh, like having this duplicate line bug is not the end of the world and having the ability to patch is like amazing um, so it's totally worth it and Summersoft, thank you uh, for taking that on alright uh, that is the status update so thank you everybody for that um, lastly we have a uh, let me take a time code uh in the weed section which is a chance for us to talk about any larger topics that uh may have come up earlier um if anybody has uh topics they want to talk about let's uh, like mention them in the text chat and or in the in the notes and then i'll go through them um there have been some like super awkward silences where i like wait for people to chime in and so i think by doing it kind of off, like out of the voice chat at the same time as doing the other stuff uh, would be good. So, um, I just I wanted to. Okay, go ahead, Katty.
4: Um So, in updating the all the libraries for Py or for PyPI, um, we found that it actually it didn't used to evaluate certain things in the code. And now it does, but it evaluates them against the Adafruit Blinka library, which mm-hmm. means um, when it evaluates the code and you have in there for you know board dot um, right. d five for for your you know your feather or whatever, um, it fails because it doesn't find that. And we found that there is a thing in the pilot rc file that allows you to ignore certain modules which mm-hmm. essentially just resets it back to exactly what it's been doing the whole time if we put in ignore board right so that's the update that we want to do um globally mm-hmm. it's been done to about four or five of the libraries because as i came on them and they failed in that way i just updated pilot rc mm-hmm. um but that's the uh, global update that we want to do so that moving forward, we don't have to do pilot disables in a bunch of files for no reason, Right. Um, because we weren't evaluating that before anyway. So we're not losing anything by ignoring it. So I just wanted to explain real quick um, what Summersoft was referring to.
0: Yeah. Ignore the attribute. Uh, checks okay um, I I will just want to take a, a brief second to reiterate um, testing would be awesome so uh, if anybody wants has some projects they're using 3 with and they want to try what will be 301 uh, please let me know um, I just want since Jerry's gone, I, I want somebody to, to take a look at it for me. So um, could use help with that. Um, yeah, Dashibu uh, updating microgame. Um, I've, uh, I've got some code there, so we should coordinate. Um, or I should send it to you. Um, all right. Anything else? I didn't see anything else come up, but Brennan is typing. Cool. All right. Uh, Brennan's going to test 301 for us. Um, And with that, let's wrap up. Um, Let me take a time code. So this is the Adafruit CircuitPython Weekly for August 13th. Uh, Thank you for everybody who joined and everybody who's listened to this after the fact. Um, For those of you who are listening to this maybe after the fact on YouTube, um, if you want to join live, it happens Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on our Discord chat. If you're not on there, you should join. It's super fun. Uh, We're text chatting all week about Adafruit stuff, including CircuitPython. To join that, you can go to ADAFRU.IT slash Discord. It's our short link for it. Uh, So that will drop you into the Adafruit Discord. Uh, Reach out to any of us on the CircuitPython channel. Uh, If you are listening to this audio only, um, you probably know, but this is on YouTube. So we actually record the text chat as well. Um, So you can follow along with what's happening in the the Discord chat uh, at the same time as the meeting. Uh the recording along with notes with time codes goes up uh same day. It uh is put into the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter, which is uh you can sign up for at uh adafruitdaily.com. that goes out once a week and has a whole bunch of links about MicroPython and Python and CircuitPython, including the uh, recording of this meeting. And then it also the meeting is also posted just straight to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. Uh, there's a playlist there that you can use to go back in time and and listen to the all the, all all of the old ones as well so um, check it out uh thank you for listening all the way through and uh until next week, thank you everybody
4: thanks everyone
0: Thank you thanks y'all